0: the Who Is This Man podcast. This is the podcast that's trying to figure out who Jesus of Nazareth was and what it means to follow him. My name is Dryden and I'm your host. I thought it would be good to record an introductory episode to uh, introduce the goals and the direction of this project. And if this is the first episode they're listening to, which I guess it's the introductory episode, so it probably should be, I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time to check me out. Um, At the end of the day, I'm just some dude who's trying to figure out what it means to follow Jesus, and uh, I really appreciate all the support I can get. Seeing as though this is uh, an introductory episode, uh, I suppose I should take a moment to introduce myself. Uh, Like I said, my name is Dryden. Uh, At the time of recording, I am 24 years old. I've been following Jesus, been identifying as a Christian for uh, probably 22 of those 24 years. So it's been a lifelong commitment. Um, I've grown up in church, I've grown up surrounded by a Christian community, and I've uh, been a lifelong reader of the Bible. And um, for as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with learning more about the Bible Uh, where this book came from, who wrote it, what does it mean, uh, why are we still reading it today. And this is a journey that's taken me through several years of post-secondary. At the time of recording, I have just recently finished my master's degree in philosophy, and I intend to pursue doctoral studies in biblical studies and theology. Um, So I'm in this for the long haul. Uh, this is a lifelong journey that I'm on, and it's a wild ride. Um, you know, I I made it seem like uh, I've been a Christian my whole life, and that's kind of been it. But the truth is, uh, this has not been a steady course. It's actually been more of a roller coaster ride, to be perfectly honest. And the reason that I started this project, well, one of the many reasons is that I wanted to uh, make people feel like it's okay to ask these questions. It's okay to approach Jesus wondering who he is and why we should believe these claims that the church has always made about him. Uh, when I say these claims, um, and I, I will be referring throughout this series to you know the fundamental claims of the church, of the Christian faith, and when I talk about that, I'm mainly talking about um, the universal orthodox Christian statements of faith that pretty much every Christian in the world will adhere to, um, namely that Jesus is the Messiah, that Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus was crucified and rose again. Um, it, that's definitely not all of them, but those are, those are the main ones. And honestly, uh, those are big claims. Those are, those are huge, huge statements that need support. Um, And it's okay to look for that support, I think. Um, I think a lot of Christians grow up in a world where it's not okay to ask those questions. It's not okay to wonder where these claims come from. Um, I was lucky. I didn't grow up in that sort of environment. I grew up in an environment where um, learning and asking questions and, and exploring and researching was always encouraged. And I want to invite people on that journey with me at this point. If I'm being perfectly honest, um, this project is me coming out of a period where, to be perfectly honest, uh, there were times where I wasn't sure what I believed. Um, I wasn't sure about these claims about Jesus that I grew up with. Um, I mean, coming out of a master's degree in philosophy, um, and that's the last time I'll bring that up. I'm not just trying to brag about that, but you know, coming out of that sort of an education, you know, there is ample opportunity um, throughout the seven years that it takes to get that degree. Um, actually, it took me longer than it should have, could have taken me five or six years, but you know, um, throughout the time it takes uh, to get that degree, there is a lot of opposition to um, the beliefs that you were, that you, uh, were taught growing up. Um, and honestly, if you go into that sort of environment and spend that much time being exposed to, um, the world of ideas and your faith looks exactly the same by the end of it, um, then honestly, you probably weren't paying attention. And unfortunately, uh, a lot of Christians go through life without paying attention to the rest of the world, without paying attention to, um, other people's beliefs and other people's perspectives, Um, that are in opposition to the perspectives that we grew up with Um, and I have never wanted to do that I've never wanted to adhere to my faith only through turning a blind eye to the rest of the world and what the rest of the world believes and honestly I think that all kind of came to a head in my own life Um, around a year ago I went into a period of time where I really I was overwhelmed Um, by everything that I had learned everything I'd been exposed to in the last number of years of my education and I just needed to go back to the basics and figure out okay who is this guy who is this man who is Jesus of Nazareth why do I follow him what do I believe about him and what support is there for what I say about him. Though, as much as I've said that my goal is to go back to the basics, um, I can't deny the education that I've received, and I don't want to because it's been incredibly valuable. And the biggest, uh, the most valuable part of it for me has been the critical thinking skills, the research skills, the problem-solving skills, and just the ability to question things and question things well not just aimlessly but ask good questions and uh you know the frustrating thing in philosophy is that you very rarely get to the answer you usually just get to a better question or a different question but uh, sometimes you just have to settle for that Uh, but that being said through this whole process i do want to maintain the utmost respect for scholarly sources Um, And this isn't elitism. This isn't me saying that you need to have a PhD in order to say something good about the Bible. I I don't believe that at all. But uh, I am trying to maintain an attitude of humility through this project and an attitude of um, admitting that there are people out there who have spent their entire lives studying this stuff in an academic setting uh, through, you know, rigorous scholarly methods. And I want to respect that and I want to respect their input. So I won't just be making wild claims based on my own reasoning and based on what makes sense to me personally. Uh, I will rather have as my main goal to back up everything I say with scholarly sources, um, to present multiple different sides of a problem, and to be as unbiased as possible in my judgment. Now, nobody can be unbiased, let's be honest. Everyone has biases, they're unavoidable, they're what make us human. But uh, that's my goal. And as much as I can, I will try to point my listeners in the direction of the sources that I'm using so that you guys can go. And if you're so inclined, you can look into these things for yourself and uh, do further research on your own. it is very popular right now to talk about deconstructing one's faith. Uh, People say that they're deconstructing the faith that they're brought up with. And uh, quite often, I think deconstructing is a good exercise. You know, take the pieces of your faith apart and see what works and what doesn't and why it doesn't work. And, you know, honestly, I think every Christian should constantly be in a state of deconstructing uh, what they believe. Because, like I said, if your faith looks the same as it did, you know, five years ago, uh, whether you're being educated in those five years or not, um, your face should never be stagnant. It, you should always be growing. Uh, you should always be looking for more. And so, I think deconstruction is is ultimately rooted in a healthy instinct. But I hesitate to identify what I'm doing with um, the the label of deconstruction. Because in my mind, uh, based on my experience, quite often when people say that they're deconstructing their faith, what they mean is um, they're, they're moving away from the claims of the church and they're seeing what else is out there. And I'm, I'm not saying anything good or bad about that process, but that's not what I'm doing. I'm leaning further into the fundamental claims of the church and I'm trying to see if they hold up if they hold the weight you know what i mean uh if i find along the journey that there is a claim that does not hold up then we'll talk deconstruction but that's definitely not where i'm at right now where i'm at right now is let's look at this person of jesus let's ask ourselves who he is what his mission was who he thought he was what the bible says he he was and uh what what the bible even is you know um we shouldn't assume anything in this process we shouldn't assume that we can trust the bible we shouldn't assume uh anything really and uh that's a scary place to be but it is sometimes a necessary place to be and i am at the point right now where i refuse to live in fear of asking those questions um if what i say i believe is true then it will still be true by the end of this process. And if it's not true, then it it's not true, and I'm just gonna have to accept that somehow. Um, th- now I'm not saying anything about um, what we're gonna find or discover along the way, uh, but I'm just saying that's my mindset. I'm I'm not living in fear. I believe right now I believe in a God who can handle all my questions and who can handle all the truth seeking that a human mind can do. And ultimately, coming from a background in philosophy, I agree with my hero Socrates, who famously said that the unexamined life is not worth living. Um, I wholeheartedly agree with that statement, and I also believe that it's not worth holding a faith that has not been examined. So that is my heart behind this project. Uh, And now I guess I can say a few things about more specifically what I'm planning on doing. Uh, The first thing that I want to address uh, in the next few episodes is what does the Bible say about Jesus? We're not going to worry yet about whether or not we can trust the Bible. Um, That's going to come later. Right now we're going to start with what does the Bible say about Jesus? Because believe it or not, uh, there are those who claim that the claims of the church about Jesus are not actually biblical and that these are later Christian inventions that are not necessarily true to the original uh, message or mission of Jesus. And so that's where we're going to start. We're going to ask ourselves, what does the Bible say? And after we've decided what the Bible says, or at least gotten a better picture of what the Bible says, then we can start talking about uh, why should we take the Bible at its word. Now, as anyone who is familiar with the Bible knows Uh, This is an incredibly intricate and interwoven text, or group of texts, selection of texts, and it is impossible to isolate any one part of it. So, as much as my intention is to begin with the Gospels, and ask what do the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, say about Jesus, uh, we are going to treat the entire Bible as fair game, uh, because that's what you have to do. You can't isolate these texts. They are so intricately interwoven with each other um, in ways that I myself am only just beginning to discover. And so the entire Bible is fair game, even though Jesus is always the focus. We are going to be starting with the Gospel according to Mark. Uh, I'm really excited about this. I've recently been doing a bunch of reading on the Gospel of Mark, and honestly... I used to say that John was my favorite gospel, but I'm quickly becoming a Mark guy. Uh, It's been kind of blowing my mind. And Mark is widely considered to be the oldest gospel, or the one that was written closest to the actual life of Christ. So we're going to start there, and the first thing we're going to ask ourselves is, what does Mark say about Jesus? And uh, I'm really excited, honestly. We're going to start with Mark, then we're going to work our way through the rest of the gospels. Now, it's not going to be clean cut. It's not just going to be one episode per gospel. There's going to be lots of themes and ideas that we're going to have to unpack along the way. Um, And honestly, I'm kind of playing this thing by ear. I have the next few episodes planned out in my head what exactly I want to do and what I want to talk about. Uh, but ultimately, this is going to be a journey and I'm excited and a bit nervous about it but i think it's going to be good and i really hope that i have at least a few people out there who want to join me on this journey um but for those of you who have been listening to this episode thank you so much i'm really excited about the future of this project and i will see you next time